You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. Let's go back in time when turtles roam the sewers of New York. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the and knowing was half the battle. Go, go! It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another amazing episode of Saturday Morning Rewind. I'm going to say it again. I know I say it a lot. I said it maybe the past three times. But this is another one of my favorite episodes. I grew up on the classic shows like Dumbo Circus, Muppet Babies, Gummy Bears, Darkwing Duck... And so having the amazing Katie Lee on my show was terrific. Of course, Katie was the voice of Dumbo on Dumbo Circus. But Lionel, how can we have a town parade when there isn't any town? Baby Rolf and Muppet Babies. Whoa, a real movie theater. Sunny Gummy and Gummy Bears. Sunny, I need help. And who can forget Honker from Darkwing Duck. Mr. Ballard, you gotta help me. It's my family. They've been acting really... She was also in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom as the Maharaja. She dubbed the the little kid's voice. I have heard the evil stories of the thuggy cult. I thought the stories were told to frighten children. Later I learned the thuggy cult was once real and did of unspeakable things. In this episode, we talk about all those things. And of course, Adventures in Odyssey, which is a show she's been doing for over 20 years. It's amazing. We also talk about working with some of my other favorite voice actors like Will Ryan and the late and great Hal Smith. But before I play the interview, I have a very special announcement to make. You know, before this point, you used to have to go to my other website to go to the podcast page. But now, starting today, May 1st, Saturday Morning Rewind has a .com. So, if you want to hear this episode... If you want to see my other past episodes, you have to go to SaturdayMorningRewind.com. It's got a lot of cool stuff on there if you love cartoons. I'm going to do a monthly contest where I give away some amazing stuff. I have cartoon trivia, you know, some facts you might not have known about some of your favorite cartoons. I got audio from those favorite cartoons of yours. I got a ton of audio. I've got a store where you can buy those cartoons on DVD. You can buy shirts, toys, Legos video games, whatever you can think of. If it had to do with cartoons, I probably have it on there. I've got movie, toys, and video game reviews. i got merchandise you can buy. And right now, I'm working on a really cool page that I'm super excited about. I'm working on a tribute page to honor all the people we've lost over the years and that were in the business. Of course, i got the Facebook and Twitter links, so go click on those right now and, and follow me. And also, while you're there, please, please, please rate me on iTunes. But I, I think you guys are going to love this website. I'm putting 100% of my heart into it. It's it's so much fun to do. And I just keep thinking of more cool things to put on there. So it's going to expand every day. So just keep going back. It's going to be great. But anyways, please do sit back and relax. Because here comes Katie Lee. I'm just eating my, my soup right now. My lunch. <laughs> but I'll, I'll stop, I guess. No, no. you if you need to, you know, inhale it, or I don't care, you can eat. I don't okay. want to. I don't want to starve you. Let's let's go back to the beginning, though. What kind of a kid was Katie? <laughs> Katie was a kid who um, talked a lot. My uh, my family was actually when I was a kid. My name was Kathy. 
So when the Chatty Cathy doll came out, oh. my mother was sure to give me one. <laughs> and uh, she was like my friend. I, my family moved around a lot when I was young. I'm actually writing a, a book right now, so I have to remember all these things. And um, just the other day I was writing about this. I went to five different elementary schools. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I didn't have like super close friends, but I, I think I got in the habit of talking to myself. So uh, I remember walking home one day and telling a friend, somebody was near me. I just said, just walk near me so it looks like I'm talking to somebody, okay? <laughs> so I did, I, did, I did all kinds of things when I was a kid. I was involved in every after-school program you could do. I was a Girl Scout. Um, I was the oldest in my family, so I guess I was a fairly high achiever with high expectations. Mm. Were you a cartoon watcher? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like I said, um, Rocky and Bullwinkle, Mighty Mouse. Oh, yeah. Um, we used to watch, um, well, my brothers, when they came on the scene, then they were watching Speed Racer. Um, that was a popular one. But I loved um, uh, Beanie and Cecil. Mm -hmm. Beanie and Cecil, Rocky and Bullwinkle, I think, were my favorites when I was growing up. Um and of course, we watched Davy and Goliath, which oh, yeah. wasn't it was claymation. Yep, yeah, my girls have been watching that lately too. Uh huh. Um, so that was good. I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, this is this is a good question, and I should remember this because <laughs> maybe I should put that in my book. What did I watch when I was yeah. growing up? It's always so, fun to see what other. But it actors. was remarkable when we were watching the documentary about June Foray to just realize she created every, like, practically every iconic character that we base all our characters on because she was the only female voice, mm -hmm. pretty much, that, that we heard growing up in my generation. Yeah, I mean, I was even just watching old-school Looney Tunes just yesterday, and I was just amazed how, I mean, she's still doing the granny's voice. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, she is. They may, I think they speed her up anyway. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I loved, I, I like funny stuff, um, things with dry humor, you know, puns, mm -hmm. puns, very funny to me. Um, I'm trying to think, Looney, yeah, you know, we, of course we watched Bugs Bunny because that's what was on, um, Porky Pig, mm -hmm. all those. Yep. <laughs> those classics. Yep. And when did you get that acting bug? You know, I didn't get an acting bug, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I'm one of those, uh, I sort of fell into it as uh, voiceovers when someone suggested that I might be good at it. So oh, nice. uh, I was trying to figure out what, you know, what I want to do. So I explored it. Um, and, but about the same time, well, kind of simul yeah, simultaneously or not too far apart. I had taken an improvisation class because I thought it would help me be less shy. Mm -hmm. And I loved the class, and I moved to the next level, the next level, the next level, and then I found myself on stage. So that was the only kind of acting um, that I did. Uh, it's funny. Uh, and then the voiceover part came because I thought after I graduated, I did get a degree in broadcasting. I thought I was going to be a producer. Okay. But I was living in San Francisco, and 
the agents there said, well, you have a great voice, you know, but I think we think you should be in L.A. where they do animation. So after I graduated and I grew up in L.A., so I really did not want to move back to L.A., yeah. oddly enough, because um, I <laughs> really enjoyed Northern California. But I thought, <laughs> well, if there's a future here. It's worth I, I definitely ought to pursue it. So I moved back to L.A. and I, I got an agent right away. It was a really good timing for me in the early 80s. Um, I think it was 1981. I got an agent and I started auditioning. There were lots of cartoons. They didn't use kids back then, so there was a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I learned on the job, watching other people, which uh, actors these days, unfortunately, don't have the benefit of doing because a lot of them work in isolation or at home. But I, you know, I'd watch other people, see what they were doing, pick up their stuff. So to answer your question, I, you know, I think I wanted to be... I thought acting would be cool, I guess. But since I grew up in L.A. and, you know, everybody wanted to act, I didn't want to be like everybody yeah. else. So I changed my dream to want to be a executive secretary. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like office machines. <laughs> uh, but as luck would have it, I got to do this, which I just have the, I realized, you know, when you can't stop doing what you're doing, if you do character voices anyway, naturally, if it's something that really interests you, then I guess the bug is my enjoyment and my passion for the creation of characters and sounds and um, and I didn't even realize I was an animation fan until I really got in the business and knew that, yeah, I have a whole <laughs> arsenal of um, stuff to draw f- from. They say inform what I do from what I'd taken in as a kid, but I didn't really realize it. One of my favorites when I was growing up was, was Dumbo Circus. Really? Yeah, I used to love Dumbo Circus. I think oh, I, I think I was five when that came out. That's and, awesome. Yeah, I love And aren't you the only person to get Dumbo voice? I am. Uh, that's an interesting point. Uh, when they created Dumbo Circus, uh, Disney, well, after they created it, Disney created a position uh, called continuity. This guy, Les Perkins, got the job. And so the idea was to make, because it's a huge corporation and like one you know, production entity doesn't know what the other one's doing, and they wanted there to be continuity. They wanted their characters to have continuity, and because in the movie, and I actually I think this is a misguided direction, but um, because Dumbo didn't talk in the movie, they thought he should never talk. So mm-hmm. uh, I squeaked my our show squeaked in there before the, that edict came down. <laughs> of course, he was a baby in the movie, so why couldn't he grow up yeah, and exactly. be able to talk? But Anyway, that's what he thought. Unless somebody comes in and, and reevaluates the situation, I suppose I will remain the only voice of Dumbo. <laughs> now, that was also Jim Cummings' first ever voiceover job, I too. don't know if it, I asked him about this. It was his first series, for sure. Okay. Uh, although he probably had done some commercials. I think he had an agent in San Diego, because I was asking him about this a few months ago. But, yeah, it was, and he was so fantastic. He was actually still working at a video store yep, when he was yeah. working on the show. Yeah, I had, him, I had him on the show, I think it was last year, we were talking a little bit about oh, that. Okay, so did he tell you it was his first gig or you know, his I first don't remember. Show? I think it might have been his first show. Mm. Mm. I forgot. I have to tell your listeners I'm eating soup. I'll stop. <laughs> I forgot. I'm terrible. What kind of soup is I it? I should know the mic is on. Well, I made it. 
and it's it's funny. I made corned beef and cabbage the other okay. night, and there's lots of water. And huh. my brain said, there's no such thing as corned beef soup. But then I tasted it and said, why not? So yeah, exactly. I added some barley <laughs> and some, put through the vegetables we didn't eat with dinner back in the pot, and we're there's, still eating it. There you go. Um, yeah, so Jimmy, man, he's so good. And I would say, Jim, you're going to be a star. You're going to be a star. <laughs> and he is. Don't give up, Jim. Keep keep striving. He for is, that. but on Dumbo Circus, we worked with each other three days a week for a year and a half, which is kind of unheard of wow. nowadays, for sure, because we made one hundred and two hundred. What's fifty six and fifty six? One hundred and twelve episodes, and um, because it was you know a whole idea of syndication, and they didn't have that many channels. And the Disney Channel was new, pretty yep, new. I remember that. Yep. Um. And it was for the Disney Channel. So we, we got to know each other really well, know each other's voices. One day, after The Lion King came out, you know, I, I love The Lion King. And I was listening to Hakuna Matata, and my brain just kept, like, the synapses were going, Jim Cummings, Hakuna Matata. It sounds like Jim. <laughs> it sounds like the way he, his, his, the way he would sing, the, his personality. When I ran into him, after that, I said, Jimmy, God, that sounds so much like you. He said, well, funny you should say that. I laid down the scratch. Really? That. They hired me to scratch sing it, and whoever, the actor who played... Uh, 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 Timon and Pumbaa. Timo, t- Pumbaa. Yeah, just copied what I did. Wow, I didn't know well, that. Uh-huh. I said, well, I, yeah, I, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after I got to know Will Ryan, Will Ryan played oh, Barnaby on Dumbo Circus, and uh, he also wrote a lot of scripts. He wrote a lot of the songs, and so I became really familiar with his style too. And then my my son was born, and I you know would buy tapes and stuff to play in the car, and we had this tape from the from Disney Disney song tape, and all the songs were for movies except this one song. It was called Apologies to Mother Goose, with Apologies to Mother Goose. And, and the song was very clever, very clever rhymes, just like Will Ryan writes songs. I said, well, there's this song. It sounds like you. He goes, yeah, well, I wrote it. And they bought it, but they hired somebody else to sing it. I go, well, yeah, okay. So I know what it's like to feel really intimate and close to voices that we hear and become familiar with how they sound. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's funny, my girls are picking that up too now. Um, my oldest, who's 10, I forget what we were watching, it's some older Disney movie, you know, from the 80s or 90s. And mm-hmm. she goes, Daddy, is that Frank Welker? <gasps> no, really? <laughs> and she was, she was right, it was. She heard it, was, she heard it or saw him? Because he was she, in, he, I know he was in the Computer War Tennis Shoes, he told me that. No, it wasn't a live action, it was a cartoon, so it was only his voice. Wow. Doing, doing one of his little squeaky, I don't know, I don't know which movie it was. Huh. But it's you know it wasn't Aladdin where obviously he plays a boo. It's something right. kind of mediocre where he's not a big character in it, uh-huh. and uh-huh. she just picked it out like that. Wow, you're training your children really well. It's funny because she also told me that when I die, she wants to take over the podcast. <gasps> oh, which one is that? <laughs> the How ten, old is she? ten years old. Oh wow! Yeah, I thought yeah. that was a great idea. You know, you know, if I continue this going, well, you should bring her on. And, and where know. is she? She could help interview right she, now. She's taking a nap right now. Oh, <laughs> bummer. Okay, well, I'd be happy to talk to her anytime. Well, if I hear her moving around downstairs before we're done, I'll call her up here. 
Okay. Or maybe when we are done, we can, she can do one like final question. Yes. <laughs> we can we can do that. We can that'd be fun. She'll enjoy that because she loves she loves honker and she loves. Oh, she does. Yeah, she loves <laughs> gummy bears and yeah, so she'll get a oh, kick out of that. Great. Well, how long have you been doing this podcast? It's been almost exactly two years. Okay. Great. Yeah, I've, I've interviewed a lot of my favorite ones, and now I'm trying to reach out to the. Now I'm looking at your your logo. Those swords. Those yeah, aren't those, Dungeons and Dragons. No, things. that's uh, that's Thundercats. Thundercats. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which Thundercats. was which was one of my favorite cartoons growing up. Mm-hmm. And a cassette tape. Yeah, because it's a rewind. Yeah, and for okay. the, for the intro, do you know who Larry Kenny is? Larry Kenny, God, that, sh- that sounds familiar. He is the voice of Lionel from the original Thundercats cartoon. Oh, oh you know why? Because I think I met him, and he lives in New York? Yep, yep. Yeah, I just met him last year at a Thundercats Teenage Mutant oh, nice. Ninja Turtle convention. <laughs> yeah, I've interviewed him a couple of times, and he did mm-hmm. the intro you know, for free, and it was, it was awesome, because that's one of my favorite shows ever. So it was just wow. so, it was so epic to See? have him. Isn't that, that great? And the and, uh, modern technology, you get to be friends with anybody. <laughs> I know. It's great. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so now you need to help me get an interview with Will Ryan. Will's not easy to get a hold of. That's what I figured. by email. Well, yeah. Will doesn't have a cell phone. <laughs> Will, Will wishes he lived in the 40s. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I kind of I kind of like that too, you know. I'm I'm kind of missing those days of no cell phones and being able to get away for a day without Yeah, being well, you know, he's a creative person and he likes to write and play music and I think that he, you know, it, it's sort of contra indicated to be busy all the time talking to people when you creative person. Yeah. That's my opinion. But Will and I actually will and Will Ryan and I, we've been on a radio show for 26 years together. I know, and that's amazing. It's a it's a great show. Do you know it? I do. Uh, tell me about working it's on that. It's called and- Adventures in Odyssey, and um, Phil Lawler, who created it, and Will and I are really good friends, and uh, we are putting together a show to take on the road. To if you know some place in Montana that uh-huh. would like to have us come, we're going to do some live um, live radio. Man. We'll do some, you know, an Odyssey script and share have someone from the audience join us, one or two people, and we'll do some new stuff. And we'll we'll play some music and we'll do questions and answers. And that's our our goal for 2000. Hopefully, the second half of 2014 and on to 2015, booking gigs, especially at um, colleges. We'd like to do that. Okay. Um, so let me put a plug out this Fort Blanket Review. Uh, I think we have a website, but we're working on everything, um, getting the whole package together, a podcast called Fort Blanket Review. And uh, our show right now is called Fort Blanket Review because inside of Phil's house where we record, there's blankets hanging all over the wall. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, very excited to meet people who've listened to the show. We've done... Like one show every five years that Focus on the Family puts on. Last time we did it, 4,000 people showed up. But we just want to do something a little smaller, a little more intimate, and go to the people so they don't all have to plan their whole vacation around, you know, come driving out somewhere. We want to go where people are. We want to go where the people are. (laughs) Yeah. That would be awesome (laughs) to see live, though. I mean, do you know who, which of the voice actors might be doing that? 
Yeah, me, Phil, and Will, and maybe okay. Chris. And then maybe as it grows, we might, you know, depending on the size of the show, because, you know, part of it is to, you know, have it, you know, pay for itself. We can't just send ourselves places no. and show up. Um, as it grows, you know, anybody, all everybody would love to do it. Nobody doesn't yeah. want to do it. But we're putting the work in to put it together. And Phil is a great writer. He's written new material. We're supposed to be, you know all collaborating on this but my job is more the pr person so that's why i'm telling you <laughs> awesome i will also yeah if you want to send me any links or anything we can put that in the show notes yeah and... once we get it for sure um you know and that's what i'm supposed to do once we get it all together then i'm going to be the blasting person there you go to do that yeah because you know my report card in school always said good student but talks too much so. <laughs> but now i'm putting those skills to work and that's how i got into voice acting uh -huh. i wouldn't call it the acting bug let's call it the I, yeah the, the the acting up bug the chatty kathy bug <laughs> yeah the, the acting up chatty kathy <laughs> bug yeah. uh before we move on from from the show and all odyssey mm -hmm. how smith was one of my favorite voices ever what of was course, it, what was it everybody's. Like, what was it like working with him before he passed? Well, it was a joy. He was always pleasant, always friendly, always telling a story, singing, making his cheeks wiggle. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, he worked on Dumbo Circus, too, uh -huh. with us. And then we did Odyssey together. It's really... You know, I just can't help believing that it's just the craziest God thing because almost the entire cast of Adventures in Odyssey, well, everybody who worked, almost everybody was transplanted to be the original cast of Adventures in Odyssey. Mm -hmm. And and not because anything that we orchestrated at all. Uh, it's just odd. It just happened that way. And... Uh, it's amazing. So we all were very close. Like I said, we did three shows a week together before we did Odyssey. So we knew each other super well. So the, all that played into creating this show that, you know, where we had relationships already established. And how, um, well, what happened was the, the reason I got on Odyssey is they had done a, uh, a sort of a pilot, I guess you'd call it a pilot series called, uh, oh, gee, um, it's called, we're called Adventures, Family Portraits. Okay. And I was in the car listening to the radio, and it was just my goal to do something really meaningful, you know, along the, you know, within my faith mm -hmm. and, you know, bless people with, with what I did, voice work. And I was listening on the radio, and, and I hear this family portraits, and I hear Hal's voice. I'm like, Wow. They're using professional actors, so maybe I can work on this too. And I looked up Focus in the phone book, and I drove over there, and I gave them my reel-to-reel -reel <laughs> at the time. And uh, they, they had done the pilot, but it hadn't really developed into Adventures in Odyssey yet, so they had me come in and work and do some other stuff they needed, recordings. And then eventually when the show was ready to go into production, they wrote my character for me. Who, her name is Connie Kendall. And um, they created her with me in mind, which wow. is amazing. That is. And I showed up, and there was Hal and and um, Walker Edmiston, who also worked on Dumbo Circus, huh. and and uh, uh, Will, and who else? Patty Paris, I think, started out, and she was Lily on Dumbo Circus. Wow. 
we didn't have a big cast. Yeah, there's only one person who I think didn't work on Odyssey. And he may have, too. I'd have to look it up. Ron uh-huh. Gans, he played the the orangutan on Dumbo's Circus. I'm not sure if he worked on a show. So, yeah, so Hal was, you know, I mean, I grew up listening to him, David and Goliath, watching the Andy Griffith show. So, you know, it wasn't a surprise. You know, I already knew him when we did Adventures in Odyssey, but working with him on Dumbo Circus was amazing mm-hmm. when I first met him, you know, and just, just a very humble, lo- always talked about his wife that he loved and always talked about. Uh, he had a house in Prescott, Arizona. Prescott. Hey, nice. That's where I was born near there. Really? Well, yeah. he would talk about that, and he owned the post office up in Klamath Falls, <laughs> Oregon. I don't know how that happened, but... <laughs> Uh, he was quite diversified, but nobody would really know. He'd just, you know, wear his sweaters, and and that was how. Just if he, if he had an audience, he would light up and start <laughs> entertaining whoever was around. Nice. Now, another one of my favorite shows of all time. I have such fond memories of watching Muppet Babies with my brother when I was little. Oh, far out. That's cool. I like to hear that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Yes, I well, I was I got to be baby role. Yeah, that's it's so, a dream come true. I, I mean Muppets, that's gotta be huge, right? Mm-hmm. Like ginormous. Yeah. Yeah, it was I was a huge, huge Muppet show fan. Muppet fan, really. Mm-hmm. I also remember watching Rolf the dog on the Jimmy Dean show in mm. black and white when I was a kid. And I wasn't very old. So those things, you know. I was predisposed to, you know, paying attention to that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. I guess. And um, the director, he was he was my director on Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. And Frank Frank worked on that too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I ran into Hank's Royan, that's the director in a restaurant, and I, I said, "Hey, you know what's going on?" So uh, we're working on. We're gonna. We're having auditions for a new show for the Muppet Babies, and I was like, <laughs> and um, he, he goes, "Well, you're not." Because well, no, he said. What he said to me was, "Hey, mm, hey, do you think you could do Baby Piggy's voice?" Hmm. And my first thought was, "No," because Piggy's done by a man. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get the concept of babies. I mean, really, this is another God thing because if you really took what was in my brain. That what from what he was telling me, it would have looked like a big empty space. Like I didn't get <laughs> what was going on, except I knew that I wanted to work with Jim Henson more than anything in the world. And so I said, "No, I don't think I can do Baby Piggy, but I can do something." And I ran home, and well, I think we went to the library wherever you rent videos. I found a Muppet video, it was the Great Muppet Caper, and I watched it. And watch to see wh- whose voice could I do it. And I've never done, I called my agent. I said, they're having, oh, because Hank said, well, you're not coming in. Tomorrow we're having auditions, but I'll for sure have you in on the callbacks. And I'm like, oh, no, you're not. I'm going to be there tomorrow. I called my agent. I said, get me a time. I need to audition tomorrow. And um, I picked Rolf because I just, I knew him. I knew him. And I felt like I could play the character. And I, that's who I read for. I probably tried the others, but I just, that wasn't what resonated with me. And and when I got the call that I got the job, I, you know, I almost died. I was so excited. And, and later, Hank told me I was one of the 
few people who even knew who Rolf was. Really? Wow. Yeah. And that was, and I had, you know, purpose, that's the character I want to be. Uh-huh. So. Wow. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. And, you know, the first session, Jim Henson was there, so I about died a second time. <laughs> and I was absolutely petrified to read my lines in front of him because I was kind of imitating him, and I knew it wasn't going to be a good, in my mind, this isn't going to be good. It's, it's, I don't know. I want to offend him. So gracious. Another amazingly gracious person. That's great to hear. I love Jim. Yeah. I mean, Yeah. The Muppets are, and I've gotten to fulfill my dream because just from meeting him, I, he invited me at one point. I was in Europe, and they were filming Labyrinth. I got to go to the set of Labyrinth. Oh my goodness! And, yeah, and uh, I've been to. I was in their offices in New York before they closed, and oh, I got to go down when they were filming Muppets, uh, Muppets Tonight, um, in L.A. I, I, of course, I you know pulled out all my cards I had that I could, you know, can I, hey, um, can I come watch? And I got to take my kids to go watch them tape. And the only thing I didn't get to see is Sesame Street. Every time I was in New York, they weren't working. And, right. and it's funny because Will Ryan actually worked at Hanson's and worked on the webulous world of Dr. Seuss for a few, few years as a script writer, huh. songwriter, and Phil did too. He got Phil out there working. So it's funny. It's definitely who you know, people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even, you know, once you know somebody, hang on to them. Be nice. Don't ever be mean. No, That's my advice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why they haven't released a DVD release of it yet? Of? Muppet Babies. No. It's just but odd. I I called Brian Henson's office <laughs> yesterday, actually. Uh not that he took my call. I left a message. <laughs> I'm hoping they will call me back. Because, um, you know, with the new Muppet movies out, we've been doing some research, actually, the past few weeks. We thought Disney owned it. We, I just assume Disney owns everything now because they bought, they bought uh, Marvel. Yeah. That's where we recorded uh, Muppet Babies. But I think the Muppet Babies were on a lease to them for a while, okay. and that ran up. I ran out from what I heard, so I think um, Henson owns it now. So we want to hmm. try to talk Disney into getting it and putting it back on the air, um, or doing something with it, or Henson into putting it out in DVD. I don't know what is going. Well, nobody knows what's going yeah. on. It's a big mystery. But I'm telling you, I am leading the charge <laughs> to figure go. this out because <laughs> I'm tired of it. It's not right. All my shows got sucked up into a black hole and aren't on the air anymore. So only people with great memories like you mm -hmm. know, you know. Actually, I just got a residual. Gummy Bears is playing somewhere, or it's released, because we did get... Really? Yeah, something from that. And I'm trying to think if it was Darkwing Duck, too. So that's why I think if Disney owned it, it might be. Yeah. It might be around now. So they've got, we've got to get those people back together. You know, it, it should be out there, we think. Why not? Exactly. Why not? Why not? And I guess Gummy Bears, they released two seasons, but not the third. Yep, exactly. We're still waiting for the third one. So people often ask me that at conventions, like, I know. I do not I know. know where know. it is, why it's not out, but write your local congressman and let's see what we can do. I am, I am hearing rumors, though, that they are fit planning to finish up the Darkwing Duck, DuckTales, and Gummy Bears on DVD. At oh, sometime okay. soon. That's well, what you I've know, heard, it probably all takes time and money or something. You know, they've got a a flow chart up yeah. there 
Um, that would be great. Yeah, they finally just finally released um, Goof Troop on DVD. That was never on DVD, <laughs> but that came out last year. And uh, let's see what else there. Gargoyles that is released. So I think it's I think they're finally coming. In process. Well, you know, it, it has to offer something to the viewer because let's be honest. Somebody mentioned to me the other day, "Hey, you can see gummy bears on YouTube." I'm like, "What?" Uh -huh. Yeah, there it is. So, who? who what's the incentive? To buy? <laughs> I still preferred. I prefer the disc, though. You know, I'm the kind of person I don't like digital that much. Right. Well, I'm sure there are people who you know, but I I think they don't feel like it's pressing because yeah, exactly. if you really wanted to see it, you could. But you could. yeah, I know there's a market out there. Yep, I think. I and do. then when you get it, you bring it to me. I sign it for you. There you go. It works, it's, and that's what makes the world go round. You can't bring a YouTube page for you to sign. It's a little hard. <laughs> <laughs> a little hard, a little tricky, yeah. Uh, now that we mentioned a little bit about Darkwing Duck, I want to talk about, I, I love Darkwing Duck still. It's one of my favorite shows ever. Yeah, and I really liked Big Honker because he was really smart and very calm. Love it. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and I got to work with Jim Cummings. Jimmy again, again. Yeah. yeah. Was that the first time since Dumbo that you guys worked? No, because he came and worked on Gummy Bears. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He, he took over. Actually, yes. That's right. Yeah, we're like this little little traveling family. Of, you can't get rid of them. No, a little gypsy caravan. <laughs> Who would want to? He's too good. He's a great guy. I love him. He's adorable. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so are his kids. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, yeah so, so that was great, great fun. And especially because we had so many great guest stars on that show. Um, and we got to work with fabulous Ginny McSwain, who directed. Um, it was just great. Dan Castellaneta played our, one of our oh, yeah. bad um, guys. Megavolt. One of the bad ducks. Uh, yeah, what was his name? Megavolt? Megavolt, yeah. Yeah. And just some really funny stuff. Funny, funny um Plots, but what I really like, I started watching it the other day because I had to get a, a screenshot. So I put, I hated to do it, but I opened up my DVD and pl plopped it in because, and um, watching the relationship between Darkwing and his daughter Goslin, mm -hmm. really, mm -hmm. really good relationship there. And uh, I didn't appreciate it, never appreciate anything at the time that you're doing it. Nope. Because all you're do what doing is talking to your friends as soon as the, you're not recording because you like being with everybody. And you're not necessarily paying that much attention to the script, oddly enough. Or at least I'm not, I have to confess. And then later when you watch, you're like, wow, you know, some of this stuff is really awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, she was adopted, you know, so he was an adopted dad and coming into a, a single family home. And yeah, I mean, I probably learned a lot from Darkwing Duck. <laughs> yeah, I recommend watching it. I I need to just if I I need to sit down and just find the time to watch all those things again because the writers and the were really good to make those relationships really really good stuff. And as much as it was silly, there was this really honest, honest stuff going on between the two of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now the Muddlefoot family was a little goofy. <laughs> but, uh, Got, a little different. Got Tank and, you know, the, what's his, what's your dad's name? Herb? Is that, was that his yeah, name? Yeah, Herb, okay. Herb and, uh. Oh, what was her name? Bitsy or, uh, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. 
I know, I know it. I just don't, I can't remember. Because, you know, because I, I just called her mom. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. You know, what, what? one of my favorite episodes was Time and Punishment. That's one where Goslin goes to, like, a different dimension, and, like, everybody is, like, the opposite. Uh-huh. Do you remember that episode with, with um, Dark Warrior Duck? And, and so... And <laughs> if so, I saw it, I would And so Honker, Honker was pretty much the bad guy in that episode, so you got to play, like, a, a bad honker. Real? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, time. What is it? Well, I'll look it up. I want to watch it it's now that you told me. Time and Punishment. Time and Punishment. Yep. Well, you know, because the thing is, what year was that? That would have been about 92, 91. Okay. So, see, I, my kids were, my oldest was four, and I was probably pregnant with number two around that time. So, I, you know, I was busy wrangling kid, my kid, you know, when I got home. And it's, you know, if I had been a kid, I would have watched it. Uh-huh. If I didn't have any kids, I probably would have watched it. You know, uh, it's it's one of those things. And then when you want to, you know, watch yourself and your film is like, oh, you, you know, can we watch what we want to watch? Uh-huh. <laughs> but I will watch that for sure. That yeah. I'm sure I will get a kick out of it. Yeah, time and punishment. I don't know. So much it fun. And Christy, Chris Kavanaugh uh-huh. was so, so good. Yep. So genius. The cool thing is uh, Disney just announced that they're making like a live action Chip and Dale Rescue Ranger. Have you heard about that? No. Yeah, they announced it maybe three months ago. They're making a live action slash CG movie. What do you think about that? I'm excited because I have heard, you know, like Jim Cummings and the voice actors are coming back. That'd be Corey. Corey worked on yep, that. Yep, Corey was and on so that. so did Tress, right? Yep, Tress McNeil. Yep, she was Gadget. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've heard, they're, but I don't think they've been confirmed yet. So, I'm, I know, I'm, I'm, I like what Disney's doing lately. So, I think it's a good thing. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, it's, what was the other, sh- well, like, Space Jam used live action. Yeah, Space Jam, and let's see what else. Roger Rabbit. Oh yeah, I love Roger Rabbit. So yeah, why not? You know, they gotta re. You know, they have to. Everything has to come back with a new twist, right? Yeah. But let's hope they don't change it up too much, like the Smurfs movie. You know, they changed too much of the storyline and just mm. wasn't the same feel like Smurfs was. So I just. Anyway, my, my main point is you need to call Disney tomorrow. Tell them to make a live action. <laughs> okay, well, I've called Henson, so next time. Actually, <laughs> I, I do have, uh, I'm working on Disney, so I've got, I had lunch over there. Nice. A uh, couple, few weekdays ago and met somebody. So I'm on it. I'm on it, people. <laughs> do I'm it. doing the best I can, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Just now, send me your request. I'll see what I can do for okay, you. Okay, I'll, I'll send you a whole list. So far, the... I've been batting zero. <laughs> You'll get one some point. I know. I'm not uh, totally. It's just a bunch of no's on my way to a yes. Now let's talk a little bit about Sunny, Sunny Gummy, just real quick. Okay. I love sure. Sunny. Sunny was awesome. <laughs> Does my hair look all right? <laughs> Do I look good? <laughs> Am I okay? <laughs> now recording that was it the same feel as Darkwing Duck. Well, how do you mean? Like, you know, the recording process and the, the voice actors, you know, had some of the similar voice actors. I mean, June Frey was in that, wasn't she? Yes, she was. That was, well, oh my goodness, you need to go on the internet and interview Jim Magon, who was uh, in charge of putting the show together. Okay. And we had, a, it was like the 30-year reunion or something, or 25, and he had a, he did a, he does a live webcast, and so he invited us on, and I learned so much stuff about that show that I didn't know 
previously. Uh, basically, seriously, Eisner came home, came to the studio one day and said, my kids came home from camp. They brought home these things called gummy bears. Make a show about it. And um, oh so they were like, oh. Wow. And, and Jim worked in records. There was no Disney animation. We were the very first by seconds uh, broadcast Saturday morning cartoon Disney ever produced. And so they drew on the old voice actors that they knew and, you know, maybe had done Disney records and just brought together the people I grew up listening to. So here I am, bless my heart, with June Foray and Bill Scott and Paul Winchell. I used <laughs> to watch his show growing uh -huh, up. Yep. I mean, it was, it was voiceover heaven, and I was so thankful to be there uh, to learn from all these great people. Um, it was fantastic. So that that was an amazing show, and, that, and the artwork is so good on it because they didn't want to cut corners. They wanted to go on Saturday morning with something that looked like a feature film, and mm -hmm. those guys produced it, have no idea how, except if you can get a hold of Jim, J-Y-M-N. Let's see, how does he spell his name? <laughs> Very creatively. Um, and... Find, yeah, J-Y-M-N, Jim Magon, or J-Y-M Magon, and it's Jim Magon Presents. Just look up that, because if you can, and I don't know if they recorded it, because it was live. It was hmm. very sad. And Will Ryan worked on that, too. Mm -hmm. And then Rob Paulson came on eventually, and That's then right. Bill Scott passed away, and Corey Burton took his place, and... Uh, Jim Cummings ended up replacing Paul Winchell, so we were all back together again. So that was a that was a like a whoa pinch me I can't believe I'm here type thing. And Darkwing Duck was made for the Disney Channel, and it was the first time it was that was made for syndication, sort of for the Disney Channel. It was a different contract. Uh, they they made a lot more episodes. They knew they were going to make a lot more episodes. Um, and, uh, and they brought in a director outside of Disney to, to direct. Hmm. So it was a little different. It was kind of along that same DuckTales, Huey, yeah. Dewey, Louie sort of franchise because they're all ducks. So Gummy Bears was original. It was a different, you know, had to come, it was all original. It didn't exist based on any previous characters. Um, uh, and then they did the... Is it the Wuzzles opposite mm -hmm. us? Yes, right. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So, so I mean, what, are you, what are you doing now? Reading email. Okay. No, uh, <laughs> eating, eating your some, some <laughs> more soup. I'm directing a show. Actually, the email is I got to direct an audio play. It's a, it was a screenplay, and we recorded an audio version of it, and we're just finishing up and putting on the, uh, some last-minute things. Um, and I'm hoping to get that. I'm hoping... That I really think it's a terrific show. It's called Rex Tanner and the Sword of Damocles. And that's another thing I'm purposing to try to get that sold so hmm. it will actually be made. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, and it's sort of like Iron Man meets Rocketeer. Oh, wow. It's Indiana Jones. Oh, um, nice. Really, yeah, very clever. So I, And that's my first time I got to direct. Oh, congrats. Um, I told you about Fort Blanket Review. I'm mm -hmm. working on a new show for Nickelodeon called Get Blake and I'm going to forget something I know <laughs> recording Odyssey 
in a couple weeks. We're still doing Adventures in Odyssey, I'm proud to say. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been doing uh, a lot of e-learning stuff, you know, with the new technology. Lots yeah. of things need voices. Uh-huh. That's cool. Um, and I'm, I'm, now that my kids are grown, I want to work on movies more like I did in the past. You know, kind of took a break because those are long days you spend in the studio. But I, I want to get back into doing that. I, I, I really like um, syncing, matching voices. That's kind uh-huh. of a fun challenge for me. And You know, s- speaking of that, I did not know that you were in Indiana Jones. I was. I did not know. I I always wondered why his voice sounded like a girl. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Some people got you know caught on. Some people didn't. I actually tried to imitate what he really sounded like. Okay, tell you the truth, he was a young boy, and young boys sound that way. And he was Indian, so he he had that kind of voice when he talked. That was kind of regal, kind of thing. Um, so if you heard him actually, and the truth is when I went to dub that, they needed it re-recorded probably for quality. And when I went to the studio, I got the job. When I went there, the engineer was there and me. So where's the director? Oh, he's in England or who knows where he <laughs> Spielberg. Uh-huh. I said, well, what does he want? I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I don't know either. What should we do? Well, let's just try to match it as best we can. And then, of course, I got to do this, you know, the, the in the end, there's this voodoo doll scene. So those sounds <laughs> I okay. came up with on my own. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did that. Yeah. I mean, I probably, if I would go back to do it now, I'd try to make him. I'd do a better job, but yeah. I was pretty young at the time. And I'm sure it's intimidating. It's Indiana Jones and Steven Spielberg. Yes. Yes. Well, and no. I mean, I figured, well, if he's not here, he doesn't care that there you much. Go. Yeah, he, didn't, that's true. he didn't give us, you know, he didn't leave any <laughs> sub plans. So I don't know. Well, you know, he didn't tell us what he wanted. If it meant that much to him, I guess he'd say, yeah. You know, you kind of, when you're working in that environment, though, it's just, I hate to say it, but kind of routine. I always want to do the, my best job possible, and I'm you know, excited to meet lots of people. I did actually get to meet him because I did some dubbing on Color Purple, and he was oh, there, wow. so he directed me for that. Wow. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's, it's wonderful. There's, I worked with John Hughes. I worked with Gary Marshall, John Candy. Oh, yeah, um, you know, some people... Uh, uh, Antonio Banderas hmm. who looped a movie that he directed and wrote. So it is very exciting to meet those people and you know but it's fun because you're you know you're working together so you're not just like looking at them across a restaurant. Yeah. And um and you just want to always do your best and it is it is well, I mean you know Jim Henson's of course is the top of my list. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so that's funny because that's where I come. You could be well, Cary Grant would be right up there too. You, you met him, <laughs> didn't you? I did. How how did you know? I, I saw it online somewhere. I don't know why, but I remember seeing it online saying you met him. I uh, yes, that was a dream come true because I had seen a piece of art that he donated to a museum. I grew up in California, in Southern California, like I said, and. 
I saw something by Diego Rivera once on a field trip, and it just blew me away. And I never really liked art too much. Uh And it said it was donated or it was on loan from Cary Grant. I thought, wow, thank you, Cary Grant. (laughs) And, um, and of course, I always I loved Cary Grant anyway. I mean, I, I I'm you know just adore yeah. him. Yeah, of course. And when I was at the Magic Castle one night, and now waiting outside to pick up our car, I look over and Cary Grant is standing right next to me. <laughs> oh my goodness! I was like, oh yeah, oh my goodness! And I just said, you know, I've always wanted to thank you for donating that painting. Huh. And he said, oh yes, oh, you know, like okay. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, so I didn't really meet him like he like he knew my name or anything, but I did. Uh, I may have shook his hand, at least talked to him. That's uh, the truth. That's a true fact. It's always fun to meet your meet your celebrities oh, that you. Yes, you know. and I have. I mean, we ha- I have a list of people. Maybe you do. That's why you created this show. Exactly. I, have people yep. I want to meet someday. I want to work <clears> with someday. I hope I will because I just admire them so much, and mm-hmm. I just expect. I expect that it will happen. I'm just waiting for it to happen. Yeah, I actually have, I do have a written list of voice actors I want on the show. And, of course, you were on there, so I can cross you off now. And I can't even <laughs> believe that, but I'm so honored and blessed that you'd put me on that list. And definitely writing things down and having a goal mm-hmm. is key to somehow having that happen. Yep. That's a mystery of the universe. I mean, I never would have guessed I would have had Jim Cummings on. I think it's episode four of my podcast. Wow. I mean, who who knew, you know? Well, I did see your list of guests. Yeah. You've been, you've been doing quite well. Yeah, I've been busy. I've been trying to, you know, up my game every episode, and it's it's getting hard, but I'm getting my guests. Well, if I can ever help, you know. I'm happy to do so. Well, I'm going to try that one you helped me with. That's for okay, sure. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to say, just, just if you can interview him on the phone yeah. somehow. Yeah, I can I do that know. too. Because I, I, you know, I'm trying to do Skype more because the quality is so much better. But uh-huh. if, if they can't, of course I can do a phone interview. It's not a big deal at all. Oh, good. Well, whatever you can do, he'd, he'd probably be open to that. Plus, he's supposed to promote Fort Blanket Review. So There you go. So maybe I'll plug that in there somewhere. Better get his lips on the phone. <laughs> All right. Like, anything else that you, you I can answer I that to, would... Did you want me to grab my daughter real quick to see if she wants to say Is hi? Is she awake? I think she should be. She'd been down there for a couple hours. Okay. So, yeah, just take me one second, okay? I guess not. She's a little too shy right now, I guess. Really? Yeah, she's like biting her nails like, no, no. <laughs> I bite my nails too, so I understand. Yeah, so maybe some other time. No worries. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, it was great talking yeah, to you. Yeah, same here. This has been amazing. Can I have you close the podcast as sure. Honker? Let's do Honker. What should I say? Um, I don't know. Let's see. It's the Saturday. Okay. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind, and we'll talk to you again soon. That's going to do for this episode. Please remember to follow me on Facebook and Twitter, and please, please, please leave an iTunes review. All those links can be found on my website at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. I'll see you guys next time. Sometimes movies and television adventure series like this one make it seem as though shooting a gun, fighting, and taking chances are fun and exciting things to do. And what's more, the good guys never get hurt. But in real life, people do get hurt, even killed when they fight or use guns. Make-believe can be fun, and there's nothing wrong with imagining great adventures. But never forget that when it's the real thing, someone can get hurt. 
even the good guys, even you. Thanks for listening to me. It's the best Saturday morning rewind. And you believe you believe you. That's all. Uh-huh.